discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Please, you can kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Yes. Thank you for coming to with me in this meeting. I know that the Lord will answer the questions that are on your hearts. And I know that the Lord will open many doors of opportunities for you. Hallelujah. You know, there's something that Jesus used to do. First of all, I just want to um, appreciate our pastor, Pastor Danny. Wow. Yeah, and all the shepherds and helpers who are around. Let's give them a big round of applause. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you for the work that you have done. Thank you for your labor of love. I think we have a wonderful pastor, don't we? So I feel I feel you should appreciate him some more. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for not giving up. Sometimes you don't know what someone is going through to serve God. You don't know what someone is serving God with. You see, I was talking to a certain um, man of God who is a helper for a certain great evangelist in Africa, in the world, basically. You know, and he was telling me, you know, when this five-star hotel in a beautiful country, very beautiful hotel, and he was telling me that he can't sleep on the bed in the hotel and on any other hotel. It depends on the type of bed. The bed is not a setting where he can't sleep because he has a problem with... I mean, he started mentioning that they've done the surgeries on him so many, so many times that he knows where and where the problem is in his spine. Yeah. He has a very major spinal problem and he's still serving God with it. Yeah. And so he can't sleep on certain types of beds. So if the bed in the hotel is not that, that type, he has to sleep in the couch or on the floor. And he's a major helper of this man of God. He is the helper with the the crusade. Crusades, yeah. Major guy. And then he described another problem he has with his leg. That has also had several surgeries. That if he doesn't wear a certain type of shoe, he cannot walk around for a long time. And if he wears a shoe beyond three months, it cannot work. I listen to what I'm saying. Then he described another problem on his, in his teeth that makes his face swell every now and then. And he needs surgery for it to come back down. Surgery in London. So he needs to fly to London when that problem comes all the time. Yeah. As he was talking, he was telling me that sometimes... The things can be so bad that he, in a particular crusade, there was a particular crusade that I was, I was there. And in that crusade, he was taking drips. 
in his car. So he'll take a drip in his car and then come and come and work. And then go for another drip and come and come and work and go for another drip and come. I think it took about five or so in order to be able to work for things to happen. When he was talking, when the bus went, when he was talking, when he was talking, I said that the next thing I said was that God will punish us. I said God will punish us. All those of us who don't have any problem in our body and are not serving God. Yeah, we are not doing anything for the Lord. God will really punish us. Because on that day when you stand before God, eh, God will God, you will say, I didn't have this, and God will show you someone who didn't have what you have at all. And was still serving God. Yeah. Are you in a church? So you have to be very smart. Don't like I want to preach a pastoral message to you this evening. Yeah, I feel I, that's that's the that's the move I'm having from the spirit to talk to you pastorally. So I'm going to talk to you pastorally. But I want us to appreciate our pastor once again. Yeah. Like I said, you don't know what someone is serving God. The problem someone has and is still serving God with. Do you see? Yeah. So God bless you for all that you have done. God bless all the, the shepherds for your labor of love, for inviting people all the time, for allowing yourself to be insulted by people who you did well in school. You get it. Like you, you passed and they didn't pass. And they are insulting you and behaving as though you didn't go to school and behaving as though they are more beautiful and more handsome than you. Uh -huh. People you have more money than and people you have, you have more status than who are insulting you. Yeah. One day I went on evangelism. Just recently, one went Friday, Good Friday. Someone ran away from me. And so I was standing at the bus stop talking to him. Then he, I didn't know it was a bus stop. He knew it was a bus stop. So I was talking to him. He stopped the bus and jumped in and waved at me. <laughs> waved at me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you. He waved at me and told me that, oh, he's, he's going some other time. I said, hey, it's very well, though. So God bless you. Yeah, so God bless you for, for allow, like serving God. Do you see? God bless you for serving God and for giving yourself over to the work of God and making things happen for Jesus Christ. Yes. God bless all of you. Yeah. So I, I want to share on something on commitment. Yes. Commitment. Say commitment. commitment. You know, for the church to do well, we need more committed people. Easy. They are tasters and they are partakers. They are those who taste, come and say, oh, what's going on? This is a powerful place. And then they leave. Then there are those who stay around but never do anything. We can't tell whether you are with us or you are not with us. We can't tell whether you are here to stay or you are not here to stay. We don't know your status, whether you are passing through or you are going to be around forever. Are you in the church? Yeah, we have all kinds of people. But one of the things that I believe that God wants us to become is to become faithful or committed to what God is doing. You see, uh, 
become faithful or committed to what God is doing. There's a blessing in being faithful. There's a blessing in being committed. Yeah. Let me show you a verse in Matthew. Do you like what I'm telling you already? Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Now, in the Bible, there are different types of gospels that are preached. Okay? Hmm. Different types. There's a gospel of the kingdom. There's a gospel of grace. There's a gospel preached by angels. Yeah, there are different types. Okay. Now, if you're reading, let me show you this before I show you what I'm going to, what is here. Go to Acts chapter 20. Let's read verse 22 so that we understand it more. It says, And now, behold, I go bound. This is Paul talking to uh, some shepherds in, in, uh, in Ephesus. Okay. He's called for other shepherds from different places and they came together. He was having a meeting with them. He says that, and now, behold, I go bound in a spirit into unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. You see, so this is one place where he talks about the gospel of the grace of God. So there's the gospel of the grace of God. Are you seeing it? Tell me about there's the gospel of the grace of God. Tell the other neighbor by you there's the gospel of the grace of God. And tell the one behind you there's the gospel of the grace of God. Okay, beautiful. Are you seeing it? The gospel of the grace of God. Isn't it? It's also called the word of his grace sometimes. So in Acts chapter 20, Verse 32. Look at Acts 20, 32. Same book, same chapter, but verse 32. It says, this is Paul still talking. Same meeting. Paul says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Do you see? Uh-huh. There's the, there's the gospel of his grace. There's a gospel of, it's even the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's a gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1. Um, verse 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, isn't it? For it is the power of God unto salvation. Okay, there's the gospel of the good news concerning Jesus Christ. Then there's the gospel of good news concerning the grace of God. Then there's the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, so I was just showing you concerning the gospel. There are different types. I just showing you concerning the gospel of the, of the grace of God. Are you saying it? Okay, so go back to Acts chapter 20, verse... Uh, 22. We read 21, right? Please go to 21. Which one was it? 22. And now I behold, I go bound, aha, not knowing what shall be for me. 23. Save that bonds and afflictions await me. 24. Among all those people which have received the, the Lord to testify the gospel, the grace of God. Do you see? Look at the next verse. Verse uh, 25. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom have gone preaching the kingdom of God. Have you it? There's a kingdom of God. He says, I've preached the gospel of the grace of God. And I've also preached the kingdom of God. Do you see? Shall see my face no more. 
for instance, when John the Baptist came on the scene, he was preaching the kingdom of God. And Jesus also preached the kingdom of God. Okay, let me show you some. Can I show you some? Matthew, I'm seeing all this because of what I what God wants to tell this church. Okay? Matthew chapter 3. From verse 1. In those days, Matthew 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Have you seen it? What did he preach? The kingdom of heaven is at hand, isn't it? Let me show you another place. Uh, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But he also prayed another. There was something else. He was, he was, preaching, the, he was preaching repentance. Uh, um, I want to show you. Look at Mark chapter 1. Verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? This is another one. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The son of God. As written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before you. Before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Have you seen it? So even though he was preaching the kingdom of heaven, this was what he was preaching. The baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Okay? Now, I there are two that I want you to there are two main ones I want you to take notice of. There's one in Revelation called the gospel, the gospel that is by angels. Maybe I should show you that one. There's a gospel that only angels can preach. Yes, but there's, there are gospels that angels cannot preach. Angels are not allowed to preach. For instance, the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, it's not, angels are not allowed to preach it. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not allowed. Angels are not allowed to preach it. That's why in Acts chapter 10, when Cornelius was praying, do you see? As he was praying, he saw an angel appear to him. He was a good, he was a good guy. He was giving offerings, had a lot of nice things that he was doing for God, but he wasn't born again. And an angel was sent to him to come and tell him to go and talk to, go and call for Peter, who will speak to him words by which he shall be saved. Do you see? Uh-huh. So the angel could not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to him. The angel asked him to go and call for Peter to come and come and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to him because angels are not allowed to preach the gospel that we are preaching today. Please you understand. So it's a great privilege that we have. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of the kingdom is committed human beings to preach. Okay? The gospel that angels are now allowed to preach is called the eternal gospel. Okay? And that's, that the content is different. Can you look for it and put it up? For us, you can type gospel in Revelations, you see it. It's called the eternal gospel. Have you found it? Beautiful. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the sorry, everlasting God, not eternal, everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and people, and tongue, and people. Next verse. Saying with a loud voice. So, this is the content of the eternal gospel. Fear God. And give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. This is the eternal gospel, eternal, uh, everlasting gospel, rather. Are you saying it? Which is allowed, angels are allowed to preach it. But when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, gospel of grace, gospel of the kingdom, it's only human beings who are allowed to preach it. For instance, there was an Ethiopian eunuch on his way to Ethiopia. 
The Bible says that angel of the Lord, Acts chapter 8, the angel of the Lord told Philip to go and go and preach to him. And the angel of the Lord was actually the Holy Spirit. You see. Huh. And he went and went to preach to him and the guy gave his life to Christ. So it's like human beings are the only ones allowed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace, the gospel of the kingdom. Now, what is the difference? I'm saying what I'm saying because of what I was preaching to you, I was going to share with you in Matthew chapter 25. Okay, now, when you, when you come into, we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of what, the good news concerning what Jesus has done. The fact that Jesus took away your sin. Okay, the fact that God loves you even in your wrong. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Do you see? Yes, Christ died for us. He died for sinners. Jesus didn't die for Christians. He died for sinners. Do you understand? That's good news. If you're a sinner, Jesus Christ came to die for you so that you will not go to hell. Yes. John 3, 16 is the gospel of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So instead of perishing, going to hell and dying, dying and eternally, there are different kinds of death. There's eternal death, where you are, I mean, you are gone, 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 gone. Instead of having that, when you receive Jesus Christ, you become a child of God. Now, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. After the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's another gospel, which is not another, actually. It's the same as the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's like a continuation of it, which is the gospel of grace. And the Bible says that is what builds you up and gives you an inheritance among all those who are saved, all those who are sanctified. So there are those who are saved, but then don't have access to the gospel of grace. Some people are born again, and all they know is God is a very God is expecting you to change. God is expect, but if we could change, God wouldn't have come to send God wouldn't have sent Jesus Christ to come and die for you. The only way you can change is through Jesus Christ. Do you get it? Uh -huh. The gospel of grace is God has done all that needs to be done for you. All you need to do is now receive it by faith. So the gospel of grace is also summarized in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to verse 6. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4 to 6. But God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. And because of his love for you, look at the next verse. Even when we're dead in sins, has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ Jesus. By grace are you saved. Do you see? Next verse. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. Let's go to verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Next verse. Verse 9. Not of works. So there's nothing you did to be born again. Do you see? God did everything in Christ. And all you needed to do was to believe in what Jesus did in order to be saved. That is the same way your healing will come as a child of God. That is the same way your growth in Christ will come as a child of God. That is the same way your success in Christ will come as a child of God. You don't need to do anything. All you need to do is to believe in what Jesus has done for you or what God has done in Christ for you. And then you will experience what God wants you to experience. Please, you understand? Huh? Or you don't understand? You understand? Yes, the gospel of his grace. 
It's already done. God has already done it. Your prosperity is already fixed in Christ Jesus. All you need to do is to believe the fact that it has, it has been done for you. Accept it and then walk in it by faith, by your confessions, by your believing, by your thinking, by your actions. You don't walk and talk like a poor man. You walk and talk as a rich man. Why are you walking and talking like a rich man? You don't have any money on you. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. For my sake he became poor, so that I through his poverty I will be rich. So I am rich because Jesus became poor for me. He became poor for me so that I will be rich. It's called substitution. He took my place. He died for me so that I will live. Jesus died at age 32 so that I will not die at 32. I'll die at 92 or 102 or 105 or whatever. You get. So why do I believe in long life? And why, why am I going to enjoy long life? Because Jesus died at a young age. Jesus never married. Why? So that I can marry and enjoy marriage. You get it? Jesus never had children. So that I can have children. So if, they, if the doctors say my sperms are not correct... That is their problem. Jesus is, it was on Jesus. That sperm's not being correct was put on Jesus. My sperms are fine. Hey! Is it a powerful something or is it not a powerful something? So, for instance, the Bible says that Jesus was acquainted with grief. Isaiah chapter 53. He was acquainted with grief. A man of sorrows. So that you will not be sorrowful in life. Jesus was acquainted. He was a friend with grief. Do you understand grief? Eh? We don't understand. Can you show us other versions so that we understand it? It says he's despised and rejected of men. Jesus was despised and rejected of men. So that you will not be despised and rejected of men. So that you will be accepted and favored wherever you go. Why? Jesus took your place so that you will take his place. That's, that's the gospel of grace. He took your place so that you can take his place. He took your place of poverty so that you can take his place of riches. He took your place of death so that you can have the place of life. He took your, your, the place of, of, of wickedness so that you can experience goodness. He was, wickedness was directed to him so that goodness can be directed to you. Are you seeing it? All right. So he says that he is despised and rejected of men. This is what King James, look King James. Amplified. He is despised and rejected and forsaken by men. A man of sorrows and pains. Jesus was a man of sorrows and pains. Why? He was not, this is not his original makeup. But he became a man of sorrows and pains. So that you become a woman of joy. And comfort. I'm going to preach to the whole people. Are you in the church? So that you can enjoy life. He took your place. So there's no need for you to suffer anymore. Now, how do you, how, why are you still suffering? You are still suffering because you have not discovered what Jesus did for you. That is why you have to spend time finding out what Jesus did for you. It's only what you know that you enjoy. If you don't know that the hotel was built for you to pass through, you will never pass through. People are afraid to walk into certain places. They don't know that they built their places for them. Their places was built these big kimpiski, all these nice, nice places. It was built for you. But if you don't know that it was built for you, every day when you see it, hey, hmm, this is very rich people. You can walk in and go and sit there and cross your leg and nobody will ask you anything. If you, if you don't know it, 
If you don't know, you remain in Hotel Hotel. I'm sure you know Hotel Hotel. Are you in the church? Jesus paid, Jesus became depressed. Jesus bore depression so that you will not bear depression. Yeah, Jesus was forsaken by all those who loved who he loved and whom who, who loved him. Yes, the Bible says that he was despised of all men. Everybody deserted him. They all ran away. Someone ran away and left his clothing and ran away naked. Yes. So that you will not be left alone in life. Jesus was forsaken so that you will not be forsaken. You see. Now the gospel of grace helps you to identify what you have become, who you have become, all the nice things, all the good things for you to enjoy. It shows you that the way you came in is the same way you sustain yourself. You came in by believing in the work of God in Christ. And you confessed it with your mouth. And it became a reality for you. That is how you continue in that same uh, in, in the kingdom of God. Are you in the church? You believe in, so you, you have to believe in what God has said concerning your healing. The Bible says that by his stripes, first Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Okay, by his stripes we are healed. So I will enjoy healing all the days of my life. I'll walk in health all the days of my life. Why? Because there's something at the back of Jesus. By his stripes. There were there are stripes at his back. His back was torn. He has cast at his back. Jesus' intention, you see, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, he went back to the, the same body he had when he was alive. And the body that was bruised and all of that, his face was so beaten that his face changed. But his bones were not broken. The Bible says that none of his bones will be broken. And that's what happened. But they beat him so much you could not recognize him. It's all in Isaiah 53. What happened in Isaiah 53, what was said in Isaiah 53, is actually what happened. They beat him so much, his face, you couldn't recognize it. But when he rose from the dead, his face came back. All the bruises, everything went away. Apart from the stripes at the back, the nails in his hands, and his side, and in his legs. Why? Because though he left those things, because he, in the resurrection, he could have had a different body. But he chose to keep that particular, those things, so that it will serve as a, an evidence, a proof of the fact that he has been sacrificed for you and that your, he, your health was put on him. So his, there are still stripes. Today, today, if you should meet Jesus Christ, one of the ways to tell Jesus, if the person who has appeared to you is Jesus Christ, okay, is to check if they are, the nails are there and to check. You can tell him, I want to see your back. <laughs> and he will turn for you and he will show you that it's really me. <laughs> are you in the church? Yeah. By whose stripes eh, you were healed. Hmm? Jesus was tempted in all points, yet without sin, so that you do not walk in sin. So he can be your righteousness. It's one of the things here. Who is own self bear our sins? One of the things he did was to bear our sins, so that you will not bear sins anymore in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, live unto righteousness. So now that you are born again, you are now dead to sin. You live unto righteousness. Now these are all nice things that are in are in the kingdom of God, and these are that's that's how the blessings of God comes to you by believing in what God has done in Christ and confessing it continuously for yourself. I believe in what He did for me. I believe in the salvation. I believe in the healing. I believe in the prosperity. I believe in the preservation. I believe in the 
in the in the in the bosom of God that He has made available in Christ. Are you in the church? Beautiful. Now, this is very it's a very powerful gospel that you need to understand. It's very important. And I believe that it's been preached to you at different times. But there's another, there's a step further. Okay? There's a step further. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. There's a step further. And that step further is a gospel of the kingdom of, of God. Or the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Which has to do with how the church works. Always remember that the, Jesus could have said he's building anything. Jesus could have said, I'll build schools. Jesus could have built schools. Hospitals, because I mean, there are a lot of people who need help, isn't it? But he didn't build a hospital. No roads. I mean, I've been driving. We've been driving since morning. We came. We came from uh, Accra, drove to Hohoi for a meeting. Went to. I just. We just finished preaching in Hohoi, and we've driven here to come. And we are preaching here, and we've been driving on bad roads, very bad roads. Yeah, we hit one portal. I was. I was wondering what has happened to the car. I was apologizing to the car that, sorry, sorry for taking you through such places. Yeah. I mean, Jesus should have built schools. He should have built roads. He should, how many of you feel Jesus should have built roads? And Jesus should have built, what, a car manufacturing company or hospitals? Something, what? Banks, airports, government of, he should have built the government of Ghana. A new government. Something. Are you in the church? Yeah. All these things are nice things. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16. Okay, look at Matthew 16. Let's read from verse. Which verse do you like? Let's read from verse 15. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church. There's only one thing Jesus is building, and it's a church. Hello? Jesus is building what? One thing. What is that one thing? The church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Like there's something that when you get yourself involved in there, all the things I've spoken about concerning the gospel of grace, that's functioning your life in a certain way. Yeah. There are people who sit in the church unconcerned. Criticizing. And no, it's, it's a family meeting. I came for I came to I just came to meet my family members. Do you understand? That's it. Yes. And I, I feel this particular church should get more involved in the in the things of God. Yeah. I feel you shouldn't leave it on three people or four people. I feel there's a contribution that you have that you must make to the church for the church to work, for things to get bigger and become greater. There's a sacrifice that you have to make. And if you don't make that sacrifice, the church will not continue. Do you like what I'm telling you? And it's, 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 the, it's the gospel. That is your commitment to the gospel of the kingdom. You see, there's a kingdom being built. There's a kingdom that is being, is being advanced. 
And if we don't aid in advancing it, we are joking. It's like we are jokers. It's like we are children. And as long as you're a child, there are things you cannot benefit from. A child does not go for work. These children, they can't go for work. Hmm? They are just making noise in the church. They, they can't go for work. Yeah. When I was in Hawaii, there were two children. They were just making noise. They don't know what's going on. When I say something and it comes to them, their speakers, it's like it's time to make noise. So they also make noise. And I was preaching with them powerfully. Do you see? They are at ease in Zion. Why? Because they are children. One of the clear facts that shows that you are a child making of God is when you are not doing anything. You see? You are only getting offended. You are not doing anything. It's only a child who gets... I, I don't know if you've seen... Well, my daughter... I have a daughter who is one and a half years old. When she's angry, she can throw my phone away. For, like... I took the phone to change. There's an advert that I want to move it to the next video for it. Why have I taken the phone? What is wrong with me? What have you, Daddy? Why have you taken? You just take the phone and throw it away. Yeah, she just tantrums all over the place. Why? She's a baby. She's a child. I want to start lashing her, but I don't know. I don't know which part of her body. I don't know which part of the body to start lashing because it doesn't work. I have a son, and that one he had body, so I could lash him in a setting. But this one, I can't find where. I'm still investigating where I can lash. Wow. wow. Are you in a church? Oh. When you were a child in the kingdom, I, I, you don't tell your child to, you don't tell this baby that is, this, this baby here, this one, how old is he? Two and a half. You don't tell this two and a half year old boy to wash your car. <laughs> wash my car for me. <laughs> or else. <laughs> you don't like your car. They will take metals. To come and scratch it for you, you see. You never give that instruction again. You only give such instructions to grown-ups. Yes. It's, and there are things grown-ups enjoy that children do not enjoy. One of the things is freedom. Oh. Yeah. A child does not have an option as to what he or she will eat. I mean, I know a mother who was always feeding the child with cocoa. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon. Yeah. Coco all the time. And you could tell that the child did not like it. But the child cannot say that he doesn't like the cocoa. I tell you. Yeah. Why? Because the child is, is a child. If only the child grow, will grow up. When the child grows up, he will say that this cocoa, if you bring it to me, I will see what I'll be to. Yeah. I know someone who ate a particular meal so long in his house that right now he's married and with his wife. If the wife bre- if he sees that meal around I mean he can bash something. What is this? Move this thing away from me. Yeah. It's happened to you before. Tom Brown. You ate Tom Brown. No, they want to eat Tom Brown again. Yeah. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So the Bible says that the air as long as he's a child, differed nothing from a servant, even though he's, he's Lord of all. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. And one of the main things that makes us know that you are still a child is your disservice to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Removing your hands from the plow. Not being interested in doing something for the Lord. Honestly. Honestly, 
You see, a lot of people don't know that we will not be judged as sons and daughters of God. As a child of God, you will not be judged. You are, you, are, you are gone. As a child of God, you are gone. You are in heaven by the grace of God. Yeah. Last Sunday, Reverend George came to preach at the Cyrus, and he was preaching concerning the drama of the ages, and he spoke about the assurance of our salvation. I mean, it's like your salvation, like, it's like nobody can touch it. You see, one of the verses he shared with me some years ago is in John chapter 10, verse 26. Look at John 10, 26. Reverend George shared this verse. The first time I saw this verse uh, was in, was some years ago, and Reverend George is the one who said, shared it to me. He says, but you believe not because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know, I know them, and they follow me, verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life. I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Let's read this verse in the Amplified. The word never is a double negative. Okay? A futuristic, present futuristic double negative. Yeah. Look at this. And I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. Can you imagine? This, is, this, this verse should bring you assurance with respect to your salvation. If you have eternal life, which you do by virtue of your born-again experience. John 3.16, for God's will have the word, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. So when you believe, there's something you have. It's called everlasting life. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he says that, that that everlasting life, that eternal life that he's given you, Nobody can take you, take it away from you. Look at it, it says, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it. Never lose it. Ne- never. Unless you decide to lose it. But never, there's nothing that can happen that can make you lose it. Never lose it or perish throughout the ages, throughout the different times, the different worlds. They shall never lose it. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. No one. No one, not the devil, not your circumstances, not your challenges, nothing can separate you. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's called the gospel of the kingdom of the gospel of the grace of God. That's what Jesus has done. That's what God has done. Never, never perish. So you God is not going to judge you as a son or as a daughter. As a son or a daughter of God, you are secured in the kingdom of God. But there's a reason for your salvation. You were born again for a reason. It's like saying we took you to school for a reason. What's the, what's the purpose of school? So that you can grow up and come and work and get money. So money is the end of school. Or money. All of us are selfish. We are all going to school, learning hard so that we can beat our friend and beat our brother in life. Yeah. yeah. And when you make when you make more money than them. You still see it's like there's a certain kind of boasting that you want to boast in a certain way. Yes, you buy bigger cars so that when you're moving, you just, when you see your friend, you hold down. Jack. Jack, how is it going? Yeah. How far now? Aziz. Ujafu, what's up? Is it not, is it not like that? There's an end to all the things. I mean, one of the end of school is that you get money so that you can marry. You can get a nice babe. Because this is the babies. The babies, the babes that have come. It's like no money. <laughs> no show. 
All right, I'll see you some other time. Grace Lord. Say grace Lord. To get a wife who does not love money, but love me. The lady say grace Lord. To get a husband who does not only love my body, but really loves me. Yeah, or else when the breast becomes longer, that's it. Sit down for two minutes. You are changing my message. You are changing my message more small. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One of the re- the one of the ways to know that a child like you are growing is the fact that you can now handle responsibility. There's a reason for our salvation. Yeah. There's a reason for our salvation. And our salvation is for the purpose. Let me show you. Let me show you. It's in the Bible. It's a verse that says it in a certain way that I think you will like. Second Timothy chapter. Second Timothy chapter one, from verse eight. He says, "Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God." Eh? Be thou what? A partaker of what? The afflictions of the gospel. It's like the gospel comes with afflictions. Sufferings. The afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us? And called us with an holy calling. So he saved us for the purpose of calling us for an holy calling. Calling us what? Calling us for work. Yes. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I don't know if you are seeing it. There's a purpose he has. There's something he's on. Eh? Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. He's called us according to his own purpose and according to his grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Yes. So before the world began, God had, God had some things on his mind. God, when it comes to the building of the church, God is so, he's so wild about it to the point that, like his, his tone, his tonation changes, the way he talks, the way he refers to things, changes completely from the gospel, like the grace, the gospel of grace. Like when you see the way he talks about the gospel of grace, and you see the way he talks about the gospel of the kingdom, it's very different. It's like his tone changes all, all completely. It's like he becomes very serious, very some way, yeah, it's very wild. It's so wild that even the freshly born again Christian is expected by God to be responsible in the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have become old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ? And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Like when he reconciles you, when he brings you and makes you close to God, the next thing he does is to give you the responsibility of reconciling others, bringing others to him. Can you imagine? I just got born again. What should I do? Go and bring others. I just got born again. What should I do? Work in the house of God. I just got born again. What should I do? Become an usher in the church. I just got born again. What should I do? Become a helper. Sing in the choir. Bring more people. Do something for me. Can you imagine? Is that not bad? 
how can you give a child that kind of responsibility? But it's like he doesn't he doesn't mind cry. Why? Because it is something that is really on his heart. Are you in the church? So we are not judged as sons and daughters of God, but we are judged as servants. Why? Because God is expecting you to be a servant in his kingdom. Almost all the, the, the messages concerning the kingdom of heaven that Jesus spoke about has to do with servants. Becoming a servant. Doing something for him. Becoming serious with what he wants. Yeah, it's amazing. And the blessings that it comes with is unimaginable. Yes. For instance, health and healing and blessings is not far away from you when you are serving. Like you are too blessed. Do I have a negative here? I have. This one. Okay, thank you. God bless you. What was I saying? What did I say? Your health is not too far. It's very close. Why? Because of your service for the Lord. <laughs> the children of God who are not interested at all in serving God. I pray that your heart changes today. I, I came all the way to come and preach to you and pray for you that your heart will change. Because there's something you're losing out on. Yes. Exodus chapter 25, verse 25. Look at Exodus 25, 25. Yeah. 23.25, sorry, 23.25. Can you read it to me? One to go. Wow. Did you see that? What did he say? He says, if he says, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall what? Bless your bread. Bless your food. Like the food, all the food we eat are poisons, if you don't know. These days, they are bringing a lot of, putting a lot of things on our food now. The tomatoes, when you cut it, it's red outside. When you cut it, how, how is, it's green. It's not true. If they, if they grind the pepper for you, eh? the tomatoes, it's, it's bitter. Have you noticed? Or if not noticed, it's only in Accra. Man, no, they are doing that. They are using DDT to, to ripen the tomatoes very quickly. Isn't it? Poisons all over the place. He says that he will bless your bread and he will bless your water. He says, and you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall what? Bless your bread and your water. Then he says, and he, I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. Can you imagine? By what? Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Hey, turn it back. Hey, serve the Lord though. What do you think? Yeah. Serve the Lord. And as you serve the Lord, he says that he'll, he'll preserve you. Healing and health will be yours. You wouldn't have a problem with certain things. No cancer, none of those things. Yeah. Blessings, nice blessings. Yeah. What do you think? Let me show you another one in Job. Job chapter 36. Verse 11. Job 36, 11. Can you read it to me? If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in play. So it's like there's a gospel of grace, but there's a higher level to it. As you serve the Lord, he says that you shall spend your days. 
the one who, who has worked is the one who's entitled to wages. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Do you get it? Oh, yeah. When you've not worked, you I mean if if, if I'm if I've not employed you in you come to me, I should pay you. Every month I should send you two thousand. Hey. Bra. Sister. Because of what? I'm not a bureau. I am not on the payroll. Not at all. But you you will be on God's payroll when you allow yourself to be recruited into the kingdom of God in terms of being a servant. Yes. Oh yes. Are you in the church? You like such things. There are many, 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 many places. Yes. So serving, you see, doing things for the Lord entitles you to certain types of blessings. Okay? The blessing of serving God. Is a seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that everybody else is seeking for will come to you. You wouldn't have to ask for certain things. As you are asking, it's like it's coming. Yeah. What do you think? You are far better off serving the Lord. And like I said, the Lord is going to judge us. Not based on our sonship, but based on our service. And that's what I was going to show you. So don't be a Christian who is only into, give me, give me, give me. Because my name is Jimmy. Now, it's very important. You can't serve God sick. You can't serve God poor. You see. Let me show you some things in the Bible. Matthew chapter 4. Let me just show you this in passing. Just for your, for your for takeaway. Okay, Matthew chapter 4. I want to show you how Jesus did it. Verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, eh, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. You see, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What I'm saying, saying now, the gospel of the kingdom, doing something for the Lord, becoming active for the Lord. Can you imagine? Hmm. And healing all manner of sickness. He was healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. Next verse. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy. And he healed them. So he healed all of them. All He healed everybody. For what purpose? Look at the next verse. And there followed him great multitudes of people, people he had healed, and all these people, from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Now remember that the Bible is not written in verses and in chapters. It's a long read. The next verse is actually chapter 5, verse 1. Look at chapter 5, verse 1. That's the next verse, isn't it? The next verse is chapter 5, verse 1. So it's actually a continuous read. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and it was set. His disciples came unto him. Next verse. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. So after he had healed them of their lunacy, all, the, all of those things, the next, the reason for the healing and the salvation and helping them and all of that was for this purpose. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying. Next verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. He started teaching them about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are this, theirs is the kingdom of this. Like that. All through. So the reason for the salvation and all this, he healed them so that they can focus on the kingdom. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. So the reason, the reason for the healing is so that you can 
focus on God's kingdom. The reason for the prosperity is so that you can focus on the kingdom. The reason for the children is so that you can focus on the kingdom. The children should not become an excuse. Always remember, always remember that all those who use their children as an excuse to serving God and doing what God wants them to do. Do you know the answer God gave to them? God said that these your children that you are using as an excuse, they are the ones who are going to go into the land of Canaan. All of you are going to die. And these same children that you said that because of them you can't do this and can't do that, they will serve me and they will go into the land of Canaan. Or if you use your children as an excuse, they will come and take your place. Do you understand? They will come and take your place. It's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. You can see it. Yeah. I know pastors who stop pastoring because of their children. They said that their children were like, they are tired. They, they have to take care of their children so they are tired. So they can't, they can't do the work of the Lord anymore. Yeah. Numbers 14.1 and all the congregation of the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness? And wherefore has God brought us unto this land to fall to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? So they mentioned their wives and their children, and they said one to another, Let us make a captain and go. go let us make us a captain and go. And uh, let us return to Egypt. And they said so many things. Now, when God came down and he was talking to them, look at what God said. Go down. Verse 11. Yes. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will these people provoke me? And how long will it, will it be? Ere they believe in me, believe me. For all the signs which I have showed among them. Next verse. I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I'll make of thee a greater nation and mightier, mightier than they. Okay, this was, this was when God was talking about raising another group with Moses. Go down, when you go down, you see. Go to verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. Okay? Okay. Go to verse 28 now. Say unto them, as truly as I live, say the Lord, as you have spoken in my ear, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have numbered against me. Doubtless you shall not come into a land, concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, but your little ones, which you, you said should be a prey, them will I bring in. And they shall know the land which ye have despised. I seen it. So those who are using their children, my four children are. I mean, I can't save God because I have four children now. What? Why are you behaving as though the children are a curse? Are they not from God to you? Why don't you save God with the children? They are children in the church. Why can't they? Should come and make noise. Come with them. Let them sleep in church. Do the all night of them in church. I mean, just... What I'm saying is bad. Have I said something bad? Let's serve God with them. Let's be around. When we go home, we go home, we go and sleep. 
we'll wake up in the morning, we'll go to school. Everything will be fine. Yeah. If you use them as a problem, they are the ones who come and you'll be disinherited, and they are the ones who come and take over. Yeah. And in heaven, there's nothing like parents sharing in your reward. No, no. Joint S. No, it doesn't work. Joint S does not work. I had to go visit my son. No, it does not work. <laughs> that boy is my nephew. It does not work. No. If there's any any group that can have can share in the rewards of God is those who were helpers. You see, all these people that I'm I'm driving with, going to various places, they are sharing. They are we are sharing in the same rewards. Two are better than one. Yes, they have a reward. Isn't it? They have a reward for their labor. Yes. So your wife can share your help because your wife is a type of a helper. Those who are helping you in the ministry, all these people, every every soul that is one in Kwando, I share in it. I'm not here. I've never won a soul in Kwando. But every Kwandorian that is one to the Lord, I have a share in it. Yeah. One day Bishop Dag told me that, listen, all the work you are doing in Love Economy, I have, I have a share in it. I made you a bishop. I forgot. I have a share in it. <laughs> I said, yes, it's true. You have a share. Yeah. Is that true? Do you understand? So, all those who prevent you from doing what God wants you to do cannot be a share with you. It's only those who assist you and help you who can be a share. Who can share with you in what you have. Are you in the church? So, I just came all the way to encourage you that decide to do something for the Lord so that on that day when you stand before God you can have you can give a good report about yourself a good report about yourself because one day you stand before the Lord one day you stand before the Lord and he will not ask you what color of hair you had in 2023 he will ask you what did you do for me he will not ask whether I work for Absa is a good place work for Absa but after you have worked for Absa Work for the Lord to do something for the Lord because God also has things that He is concerned about. There are things that God is concerned about. Yes. Philippians chapter 2, verse 21. Look at Philippians 2 21. The things of Jesus. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Jesus also has things, just as Absa has things. Do you see? And uh, that the hospital also has things that need to be done. If you don't do login some things and do so whatever, there'll be a problem. Jesus also has things that needs to be done. If they are not done, there also be a problem. Yeah. If you believe that your boss can blast you and you will not be happy and all of that, just imagine the blessings that Jesus will also give to you. When you stand before him and it's like he was expecting 70 souls from you, 70 people preserved in the house of God and the kingdom of God because of your presence in this world. And you only came with three. Or you came with one and a half. I tell you. Are you in the church you have gone home? Because all of us here, no matter who you are, you stand before Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5. <laughs> Verse 10. Second Corinthians 5.10. It's a very serious issue. For we must all, not some, we must all, all of us, all of us, everybody, you, brothers and sisters, everybody, you, it's not something to joke with, though. she's standing there like that. She'll be rewarded for standing in this service. Everybody. Every listen, every service is recorded. There are angels standing here, I tell you. Recording 
bringing blessings, angels all over. One day I went to preach. This was several years ago. Our church was just one. And the church was not as big as this place. It was not as big. It was one. It's one shop like this. This was our church. Even this one is longer. It was shorter. When I took, I used to preach with a laptop. When I opened my laptop and I was about to preach, I saw, I looked at the door and I saw an angel standing at the door with a, with a pen, the one that has the feathers on it. A quail, eh? Yeah. So you are giving me words. And he was, <laughs> he was writing. And God showed me what he was writing. He had, he had written the distance from where I was, I was, where I lived, to where I'd come to church. And he had recorded seven kilometers. And there was a reward for it. Seven kilometers. This. And then what, what I was coming to preach, a reward for it. Like he's waiting for me to finish preaching. If I preach it the way what God wants me to preach, there's a reward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they are heavenly rewards and they are physical rewards. They are heavenly rewards and they are physical rewards for serving God. Are you in a church? I just showed you some of the physical rewards. Health, blessings, prosperity, all those things. Matthew chapter 20. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, 29. Matthew 10, 28, 29. Hey, and then we'll come back to this, okay? Mark, rather. Mark chapter 10. Verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto, unto him, Lo, we have left oil and followed thee. We have left everything and have followed you. All. We have given all. We have given our oil and we have followed you. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren, like you left your house to come for the meeting. You left your house to come and clean the church. You left your brothers to come and come and clean the church. You left your your mother, your children, your, you left some land, some properties you needed to do. You left some things for my sake and for the gospels. Next verse. Everything you do for me says you get a reward. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Now where? In this time. If you want houses, lands, one of the things you should do is to, is to serve God. Yes. Make some decisions for him. There are, there are afflictions that are left behind in the gospel of Christ. Yes. There are afflictions that are left behind in the body of Christ. That needs to, we need to make, and it's a, it's a sacrifice you make. Charlie, even when you come and sit here and you're singing, you're saying, don't you make a, isn't it a sacrifice for you to be at a rehearsal? It's a sacrifice. You could have been sleeping in the house, watching Netflix, but you, you put the Netflix aside and come and come and come and do, come and sing, or come and clean the church, or come and let's do soul winning. You are going for souls. Let's go and bring more people to church. Let's, let's, Let's let's be happy with the pastor. Let's contribute for the pastor to enjoy. It's a blessing. It's a sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah. If you give five hundred cities or two hundred cities, oh, uh, it's our pastor's birthday. We are giving, and then we contribute, contribute, and then we give. It's a sacrifice. That two hundred you gave could have been used for something else, but you get. Jesus says that every single thing that you give for His sake, you get a reward for it. You shall have a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters. And mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Why? Because people don't understand how. How are you? What are you doing? We are all working in the medical field. How come you are prospering? How come you have peace? How come you are happy? What are you doing? They will not understand. We are all we are all selling tomatoes in the market. How come Charlie? I've been taking a video for a long time. Mm, cut it, okay? How how how? Do you see? Hey, how come they'll be they'll be persecuting you? Then it says, and in the world to come, eternal life. You will have more. More. You see, we all have life. 
but the quality of life is different. Eternal life has different levels of quality. Depending on how you serve God, there's a certain quality of life that you will have in a life to come. Yes. Revelation chapter chapter uh, chapter three, verse twelve. Look at Revelation three twelve. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. I mean, this is the one who overcomes. I'll make him a, t- a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I'll write upon him the name of my God. It is only for those who overcome. Only those who do what I want them to do in this life. And these things are not preached much. It's like every time, receive a car. Receive now. Receive a car now in Jesus' name. Yes. Receive it. It's a blessing. Receive a house. A house that you did not buy. Receive a wife. Receive a husband. Receive children. What do you want to receive again? <laughs> receive a visa. Receive a visa. Oh, it's a, I'm, I'm, it's a blessing. Oh. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that the church is not only about that. It's part of the thing. It's part, if we don't do that, it doesn't work. That's why I showed that Jesus did that. He gave them healing and health and all of all madness. Everything went away. But the reason for that was so that they can serve. They can, they can learn about the kingdom. Are you in the church? Oh, yes. Yeah. The one who overcomes, I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven for my God. And I will write upon him my new name. I'll do, I'll give him all these things. Yeah. I'll write upon him my new name. I'll make him a pillar. He'll be a pillar. This pillar is not outside. This pillar is inside. It's enjoying all the air conditions. Enjoying the pillars outside, they are not enjoying. Yeah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Sit down for two minutes. Hallelujah. Houses, lands, cars, the afflictions, though. There are sacrifices that you must make. It's a sacrifice for you to be here. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow you may be going to work. But you can be here till 12 or 1 or something. You never know. <laughs> 12, 1, 2, you never know. I went, I went for a meeting some time ago. Many years ago. And there the, was a prophet. Started preaching. It was around 10 p.m. Charlie. 12, the guy was not closing. 2, the guy was not closing. 3, he started removing his suits, touching people. 4, 5, he's not closing. 7, he's not closing. 8, he's not closing. 9 a.m., he's not closing. I tell you. 10, then he closed. Yeah. He ministered for 12 hours. I said to myself that if I see this man doing a program, I'll never go for it. From that time, this many I've never attended any of his programs. When I see that, I say, ah, I know this man. He's not closing now, so I'll close early so that I can go home. So that when you hear that I'm coming next time, you come. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The afflictions. Tell me about the afflictions left in the body of Christ for us to bear, for the kingdom of God to be built. It's in Colossians chapter one. What I'm saying is in Colossians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 24. Colossians 1, 24. 
Paul says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Paul was suffering because of the gospel. He says, I rejoice in my sufferings. I'm happy that I'm suffering for you. And I'm filling up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I'm made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given for, to me, for you, to fulfill the word of God. He says, I'm suffering, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm suffering so that I can fulfill eh, the ministry and help you. There are people who work for God to the point of becoming sick. A prophet work for God to the point of becoming sick and almost dying. Eh? Can you find it for me? Philippians, rather, 2 26. It says, For indeed, let's read from 26. Yet I suppose it is necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier. He was a companion with the apostle in labor and he was a fellow soldier. Then he says, But your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. Verse 26. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard, he had heard that he, was, he had been sick. Next verse. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Verse 28. I sent him therefore the more carefully, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and that I may be less sorrowful. Verse 29. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in reputation. Says, respect such people, because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. You see, do you think this guy will be in, in the same place in heaven as someone who just got born again and died. No, it doesn't work and did nothing. It doesn't work like that. We're all going to heaven. These, these guys are in the, the heaven we are all going to. This guy worked for God to the point of almost dying. Just last week. Last week, Friday. or the, Last week, Saturday. I almost died in an airplane. Yeah. I've flown on different airplanes in different parts of the world. This airplane I sat on almost crashed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. Just imagine seven minutes of turbulence. Do you understand? The plane goes down like this, shakes like this. Everybody's shouting, Jesus, Holy Ghost. I tell you, it was, it was very well. Yeah. The thing was so bad that it went through some people's stomach. They started farting in the plane. Uncont- like, do you understand what I mean? Like a near-death experience to the point that it goes through your stomach. And then it starts, like, involuntary bowel movements. Yes. Like that. It's the whole plane sports. Yeah. Because we almost, the way it was, the plane just, go, it's like the pilot was not in control. It just comes a free fall. So you come out of, of your seat. And then seven minutes, just go like this. And then it turns like, and we, we, are, we have this way, and to go down, and to go down, and to come up. It was not a small thing. Will I not fly again? I will fly again. I will fly again. Yeah, I will fly for the gospel. I'll fly again. Why? Because my if you see, if I should die. Seven God. It's better than dying on a, on a lady somewhere. Oh, yeah. I should enter heaven serving God and not enter heaven <laughs> with something else. Yeah. These are the afflictions. 
Paul said, I suffered shipwreck. I did that. We shouldn't be too comfortable in that. Like, they are, the Christians have become too comfortable. We are showing sign of peace when it's, war, it's a war time. Yes. They are, they are souls here to be saved, though. And they are souls here to be preserved. Not only saved, but to be preserved in the house of God. The harvest must be preserved. You must become a shepherd. Shepherd one or two people. Honestly, oh, because all of us, everybody sitting here, no matter how beautiful or handsome you are, or how innocent you are, all of us sitting here will stand before the Lord one day. Whether you are a pastor or you are, you are not. It's not pastor. It has nothing to do with pastor. It has everything to do with being a Christian. Every Christian must be a servant. All of us are servants. Hmm? All of us. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Once again, I'm closing. I think you have heard enough. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. There's a judgment seat of Christ. There's a judgment seat that Jesus sits on. It's the word um, seat there is bima. Okay, bima. And in the Greek, it means a foot space. It's, it's like the place where those who used to do their uh, uh, Roman athletics and those things, when they win, the Olympics, when they win, you come and stand before the emperor, and then he lays a crown on your head, puts something around your neck, gives you a, a white stone, and all of those things for the wedding at the, the reception in the evening, the feast in the evening. Do you see? And it's, it's your work. He says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. For what purpose? To check what you have done. So that everyone, everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to the, that he has done. Whether it be good or bad. Everything we have done in the body of Christ. And what we have done in this. What we use our body for. Will be judged. God is going to check. Did you do what I wanted you to do? Or you were just, you were just a fine boy in the church? Just a fine boy in the church. Who doesn't touch anything? Yes, you don't touch. You can't. You can't serve God. You are diplomatic. You can't clean the church. You can't serve God. No, no, no. You are too big to serve. We're boss in the kingdom of God. You have crossed your leg in the house of God. No, you feel your body. No, you have to be very careful. Yes, put all. When we enter the house of God, we are all the same. We are all servants. No class. We must go down and do what God wants us to do. We must serve. We must carry. I have some pastors where I, where, I, where I pastor, and we are putting them through service, like menial jobs, because we notice that some people is like their mind is on a certain level. Yeah, we are making them do certain types of things, cleaning some things, and they are seeing that hey, we have to be more humble. Yeah, because there are people in the house of God who have become they are different bosses. Remember that even your money is for God. And so when God demands, for instance, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's an offering we are going to take very soon. Okay, on Sunday, you see me on your screen saying, talking about a certain pro- project we need to give for. Just this Sunday, you will see me live. I'll do the recording here in Pando tomorrow morning. And you'll see me, you see, it will be played everywhere. Yeah. All our money is for Jesus Christ. All our money is for Jesus Christ. Our money is to serve God. Our money is to what? And you'll be rewarded for it. Yes. You'll be rewarded for it. Yeah. All tithes, first fruits, all these things. Don't complain about it. It is you'll be rewarded though. I tell you. Yeah. You think we are using it's not we are not using water to pay for this. 
Are you using water to pay for this? You're not using water to pay for this. Or sea sand to pay for this. Everything. The AC that is passing around, even if it's hot, still, it says at least AC is passing around you. It's being paid for. Everything. Church is one of the most expensive things to run. And it is the children of God who must give for, for things to happen in church. What do you think? Yeah. My money is for God. My joy is giving is, is in giving. Yeah. It's called being rich towards God. I was saying it at that other place. Yeah. You can be rich in life and not rich towards God because you didn't give. Your giving, can you imagine that your giving is one of the things that goes beyond this world into the next world? Let me show you the first Timothy chapter six. Are you in the church? Oh, you have gone home. Verse 17. Charge them that are rich. First Timothy 6, 17. Charge those who are rich in this world. Because there are some of us who are rich. I mean, as you sitting here, you have $2 million sitting somewhere. If you can pay for something, pay for it. If you can build a church, build it. <laughs> the blessings is, is mad. It's crazy. Nobody can convince me not to give my tithe. Nobody, you can't convince me. Not because I'm a pastor. I'm because I'm a Christian. Tight. Me, I should joke with tight. Tight, eh? It's like. Maybe I'm in, I'm in America. Let's say I'm in America. And I'm sending you. I have $5 million for you. And I send you the first $10,000. And I say to you that I don't know about the address system in Ghana. So I'm sending it to your address. Send me your address. You send me your address. And I send you the money. And I tell you that when the money gets to you, send me $1,000 back so that I know that your address works. DC. So I send you the $10,000. And you don't send me the $1,000 back to know if your address works. What does it mean? Your address does not work. So the $4.99 million is not coming. Why? Because your address does not work. God wants to know if your address works. By you sending him back the 10% and saying, thank you for supplying for my needs. Thank you for supplying that 100 Ghana cities that you gave to me. I've brought 10 cities to say thank you, which is what you said I should bring to know whether my address works. Lord, my address is working, so keep sending the money in Jesus' name. Amen. And then you say, I will not send. You will not send. You have just cut yourself from the millions that are coming. Yeah. That is the, that, I was talking about supply when we're coming in the car. That is what opens the supply. Yeah. Fighting. It opens the supply. So that more can come. If you don't tight, you can be a pastor. You can be a bishop. You can be a church member. You can be whatever. If you are not fighting, you'll be shocked. It's just a matter of time. It's just a, you have cut yourself. But it's just a matter of time. When you cut yourself, when you cut a tree and it falls, a branch and it falls, you may not see it dying immediately. It may take some time. Maybe some two, three days, four days. You see that it's becoming brown. The branch may be saying, oh, I, did, I don't need the, 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 the stem. Oh, you should go away. I've cut myself. What's this? They can be insulting, but everybody will be quiet looking. Just with time. Yeah. You'll be dry. <laughs> You'll be dry. No supply. And that's what happens to a lot of people. You see people become rich. We're insulting God. Titus nonsense, all this, 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 and they become poor. There was one popular one on TV. He openly insulted God and openly insulted Titan. Not long after, his company was taken from him. His company was he, the last I heard, he was crying. Yeah, he was crying. Serious, serious. I'm not joking, I'm very serious. He was crying. 
I, I know someone who knows him. The person was telling me that. He went to visit him and he was crying. Yeah. When he revised his, the nonsense eh, and started appreciating God, started giving tithes, God started blessing him again. He started rising once again. Now he's one of the proponents of tithes. If you ask him, you say, hey, give to God. Do what God wants you to do. He's an ambassador. Because he has tasted it practically. This guy was a dollar millionaire in our country. He was, he was removed. Like the way Nebuchadnezzar was removed. Yeah, he was removed completely. Yeah. So you have to be very careful. Don't say, oh, titans, whatever. It's one of the sacrifices we make to God. And actually one of the ways of saying thank you to God. Okay? Our money is for God. Charge those who are in, in the, rich in the world. That they be not high-minded, not trust in uncertain riches. You trust, it's uncertain, it can finish. But in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Next verse. That they do good. He says, charge them, tell them to do good. That they be rich in good works. What is good works? What God wants. Eh? Ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Ready to give, ready to give, ready to give. All the time, ready to give. Are you in the church? Tell me, but be ready to give. It's your service to the Lord. Hmm. When I started giving to God, the the amounts I could give to God was maybe 100. Highest, 1,000. This same God I've I've been giving to has prospered me by the grace of God. Now I can give on a certain level. And I'm not stopping. I'm going to give more so I can have more. Oh, yes. Yes. Look at the next. Let me finish it up. Laying up because they are doing good and communicating, partnering with the counsel of God. He says, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So that they may have a certain kind of life on, in the time to come. I say it. Mm-hmm. So don't joke with these things. When you stand before the Lord, will ask you, what do you do with your money? He will ask you, if you have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon, who shall entrust you? Eh? Rich, true riches. Who shall give you true riches? God wants you to be faithful with the little, little things. It's very important. Okay? Yeah. Your offering must always be found in the house of God. Yes. And your offering must be more than what you dash to somebody. What you used to buy, Kele Wele. Should be more than your data. Most definitely more than your data. More than what you, you used to buy something for that girl. You have done money bouquet. Worth about a thousand Ghana. You have never given God a thousand Ghana before. It's like your priority. There's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with it. What do you think? So I want to be able to answer when I stand before the Lord. And I want to hear these words. I started from Matthew chapter 25. If you remember, I'm ending there. Matthew 25. Verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. The kingdom of what? Heaven. I showed you what the kingdom of heaven is, isn't it? The gospel of the kingdom. Who called his own servants, not sons. Not sons. He called his own servants. Hmm? And did what? And delivered unto them his goods. There are things that God has given to us to do. It's his goods. It's his things. Everybody has some. There's something that everybody can do to make this church flourish more than it is flourishing now. Yeah. 
Maybe yours is to give. I have some givers in my in our church. Whatever amount you quote, they'll give it. Hmm? give it. Hey. One of them bought a house worth two fifty thousand dollars cash down. Just last week, two fifty thousand pack. Yeah, it's just small, but it's just about thirty-three or so. Dollar two fifty. Uh, it's not CDs. Of two fifty thousand dollars. Dollars, yes, like that. I was there when I was buying it. Yes, I was there. I, I made the. I did the, the whatever for him. Yeah. The first offering he gave me was five CDs. Five CDs. In two, 20, 10 years ago, 20, 20, 2013. The first offering he gave five CDs. And he said, I want to be rich. I want to sponsor the gospel. Yeah. The Lord is blessing him. And he's not foolish. Saying that now that God has blessed let me. No, he's also giving. Yeah. Wow. wow. Some of us, our own is to give on a certain level. Yes. There were women who were giving to Jesus continuously. Yes, they were giving to Jesus continuously. That was their role. Then there are those who go out to go and preach. Yours may be preaching. You can preach, you can teach, you can bring more people and make the thing. Do what God wants you to do. Yours may be like ushering, like you are ushering champion. You can, yeah, you can just put people in different places and whatever. Park people, whatever, nicely. Protocol. Like when you show up, there's no problem. When you are there, everything is okay. Yeah. I have people who drive me. There's competition about who will drive me. Yeah. I tell you, this morning, another person called. I'm the one driving. I said, oh, Pastor Michael. No, I'm the one driving. Pastor, how can you? I'm the one driving. I said, oh, I didn't know. You didn't tell me you were driving. Please, someone else is driving. Yeah. His own is to drive. Yes. And to be around in a certain way. Do you get it? Yeah. Everybody receive their reward. If you don't do what God wants you to do, you will not hear these words that this guy is going to hear very soon. Since he delivered them his goods. Next verse. Verse. 15. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. God has everybody something. And straightly, straight away took his journey. Verse 16. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same. God is expecting to work with what he has given to you. Like our church should not be a foolish church because we are not using our brain. Help us are those who bring wisdom to the platform ideas our church is what it is because there are people with ideas who are saying it's not everything that is from me i don't know everything leaders are handicapped every leader has a great handicap there are things you don't know about there are things i don't know about that there are things i cannot do that's the truth you see if you watch our video there's a, this we have we have a slot on uh, joy prime now and it's playing 7 30 a.m on sundays the video is beautiful I don't know anything about cameras. I'm not even interested. I hear them ask, what cameras are you buying? Then they'll say, Canon, this, this, this. I, I don't know. I'm just learning. Trying to. So I can also say something. Yeah, Canon something, Fujifilm, this one. The lenses is like this. I don't know. I, don't even, I didn't even know that there was lens. The lens is more, is more expensive than the camera. Yeah, I think we bought the lenses like what? Was it $10,000 or something? $1,500. Lens. There's one disease, is what? $5,000 that we are supposed to buy. If you want to buy it, you can see me in chambers with your $5,000. Yeah. Everybody has their own. Tell me about everybody has their own. You must bring it on board. Yes. 
because God will re- reward you. Eh? He says, he went and traded with them and made other five talents. Next, verse 17. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his, la- his lost money. Don't hide the talents. Don't hide what God is telling you to do. God is telling you, you're hiding. Oh, me, I don't, me, all these church, church people, I don't want to be seen as I'm being. Don't do that. You're a child of God. You are shy. Don't be shy. Why shall you shy? If I, if I shall shy, shall I shy for you? Why are you shy? Don't be shy. Do what God wants you to do. Okay? What do you think? Because you want to hear these words. Next verse. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Next verse. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful, what? Not son. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You want to hear that you are good and faithful. Faithful. Committed. You did what he wanted you to do. Honestly, this thing will come in your life. You are not sure whether you marry. You are not sure whether you have children. You are not. All these things is by faith. We are all putting it. But this one is not by faith. It's going to happen in our lives. Setting in our lives. That there's a day coming, you will not be here. Yeah. On Sunday, one woman was sitting in a chair. I think it happened on Saturday. Saturday into Sunday. Sunday morning, I think. Just this past Sunday. Someone close to someone in our church. She was sitting. And then she shouted and said, Ah, he has used a stick on my neck. And then she died. 48 years old. She said, Ah, she has used a stick on my neck. Then she died. We don't know how you will go, but you will go. All of us sitting, all of us, one day, we don't know, but we will go. Everybody has an expiry date on their foreheads in the honor of the spirit. You may be moving around, it's like, oh, everything is okay. You don't know. You know not. So you can't, it, 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 this thing, eh, this thing we are talking about, is not according to your timing. Like, let me, when I get, when I'm, when I'm 50, then I'll be, you don't know. Maybe you will not get to 50. Maybe the expiry date on your head is 28. And you are 26 now. You have only two years. One of our, one of our elders died at 22, eh? 23. He died at 23. 23. The day before he died, he did an all night. Personally, he prayed throughout the night and found a venue for one of our churches and died. He died. We couldn't find his body for five days. He had an accident. He was going for his grandmother's funeral and he had a car crash and died. If he was looking and comparing himself with another person, that we are, we are all young. I mean, let me hold on. When I'm 30, he wasn't going to be 30. He was going to be 23. His expiry date was 23. So you can't say that, oh, Charlie, um, I've heard a message, but, um, you know, because of uh, all the things that I'm supposed to do, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do that. Oh, this, I mean, I'm young. I mean, let's hold on. Maybe when I'm 65, 60. It's the eight. Uh-huh. All of us want to grow old, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. One of the one of the listen. One of the things that you should know is that there must be a reason why God will keep you alive. Do you understand? You should have. There should be a reason. There should be a reason why you should be. You should live long. Why are you living? You are living long for what? 
Now wasting us again. I'm gonna say it's okay. Okay, Michael, it's okay. Bring that guy back. You never know. So it is urgent. It is not according to your your timing. That rich man thought he had a long life, and that's what all of us think. We all think that we, we all think that we have a long life. Come and see me last Friday, last Saturday in a plane that almost crashed. Uh, yes, it is. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When we landed, one man inside said, "I'm a pastor. I heard you guys praying." He's American. He said, "I was saying to God, at least not here, back in America, Lord. Back in America, Lord. <laughs> back in America, Lord." Yeah. Not here, Lord. At least back in America. I got souls to save. I said, I got souls to save. You must give God a reason. Yes, you must give God a reason. Why he must give you more time. Yes, more time. Hezekiah had his life coming to an end. And he was told that he should put his house together because he's going. He turned to the wall and said, Lord, Lord, it's me again. I have been serving you. I've done a lot of things for you. You can't let me go now. Let me live, a, live, live longer so that I can do more for you. And God said, 15 years more. God said what? 15 years more. Yeah. Go back. Go to 2 Kings 20. Go, go to verse 5. Turn again and tell Hezekiah. Go up. Go to verse 4. What did Hezekiah say? What did Hezekiah, What was the reason? I beseech thee, O Lord. Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth. And with a perfect heart. And have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept so. Look at what he said. Do you remember what I've done? Remember how I've worked before you? Remember, you must give God a reason to give you more years. It can just end. But there's no time. I came to tell you. Do something for the Lord now. Serve God as a lawyer. Serve God as, as, as a doctor. Serve God as a nurse. Do something. Let us have competition in this church. Over who is doing what. Yeah. Let's, let's have competition about who saved the most souls. Not other things. And the Lord reward us. I still love giving you houses and cars. Yeah. Blessing you on every side. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. My last verse. If I quote another verse, come and see me. After church. And advise me. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. Amplified. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast. Immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Today, I did more than enough. I've never been to Hohoi. I've gone to Hohoi today. Do you see? I'm trying to go more. Let me, let's preach in the heat. I don't mind. It's not a problem. Let's go beyond. Let me go. Let's see what I can do. Can I do more? What can I do? So you don't know the pain that is in my body as I'm talking to you. You may not know. Yes. Yes. I could have been chilling on the beach. Oh, cry by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah. One day I was preaching and I was, I was collapsing. But I was so tired. As I was preaching, I was, going, I was talking and I was going down like this. And I put the microphone and people came to hold me. And I went to lie down. I slept for six hours straight. Yeah. I had not had sleep for a very long time. Yeah. Let me do what I can do. Let me do what I can do. Let me go where I can go. If I can be there, why not? Yeah, let me be there. Let me preach. Let me let me spend time with one more person. I don't know when I when the Lord says, Okay, Bishop, come. It's okay. My son, come back. Maybe I think I'll be hundred. And God the tag on my on my head is forty. It's just around the corner. Wow. You don't have time. Tell anybody you don't have time. You don't have time. 
So always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Why? Knowing, know, and be continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. It's not futile, though. There was here on earth, and there was there in heaven. Here on earth, and there in heaven. Here on earth, and there in heaven. Here on earth, learn to ask God. Tell God, like Hezekiah, I've served you. I want long life. Don't sit there and keep quiet and say you are serving God. There are some people who have served God. They are pastors, preachers. They have served God and they are poor. Why? They thought that serving, serving God automatically makes them rich. No. Serving God brings you riches spiritually. You must learn to cash out with your ATM. If I send you money and you don't go and cash out with your ATM or with your Momo pin, you are not going to get anything. You can have five million on your Momo account, but if you don't go and cash out, if you don't allow cash out, you don't have anything, isn't it? What is the cash out? Your faith. Your ATM card is your faith. Your checkbook is your faith. You can come and cry at the bank if you don't bring your checkbook. They are not going to give you the money. You can say, I've worked. Oh, I've worked that they've paid me. Where's my money? They will not pay you. They will not give you the money. It's not tears that we use to access it. It's faith. We must learn to ask. The prodigal son's older brother did not ask. He was working for his father, but he never asked for anything. His younger brother took all half of the money and went to blow it and came back. And when he came back, his father did party for him. And he could not understand. This is your foolish boy, son. He has gone to chew with all your money. He has come back. You are doing party for him. I'm not coming. And then the father said, oh, why? Come inside. He said, I'm not coming. I've been serving you all this while. You didn't even give me a kid, a small cow, for me to do party with my friends. This is your prodigal foolish boy has come. And you are doing it. I'm not coming inside. And the father said, all that I have is yours. He didn't know that all that his father had was his. And so he never asked. So he was working, sad, complaining, not happy, because he hadn't learned to ask. So start asking. As you are working, you are asking, knowing that your labor is not in vain. It's not futile. He says, you shall serve, and I shall bless your water, your bread. I'll take away sickness away from you. Lord, I've served you. This sickness, I don't expect it. Thank you, Father. And this sickness out of my body. Jesus' name. Let's move on. Lord, I've served you. I need 10,000 to do, to sort out my family. I don't want my wife to come and insult me that I'm serving you. I'm not seeing anything. Lord, spell there for me. Spell there for me. Lord, provide. Bring the money. I receive it in Jesus' name. Devil, take your hands off my money now in Jesus' name. I rebuke you. Take your hands off my money. I receive my money. Angels, go and bring my money. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. So you must learn to cash out. You must learn to cash out with your help. You must learn to cash out with your money. You must learn to cash out with favor. When you serve God, favor comes to you. Yeah. All those who serve God have favor. Yes. They have what? Favor. Lord, I've served you. I'm not supposed to be rejected. I cannot be rejected. Lord, I cannot be rejected. Wherever I go, I'm accepted. I'm accepted. I'm your beloved. I cannot be rejected. Jesus was rejected so that I will not be rejected. I'll be accepted. So, thank you for putting my things into your account. Yeah. So, learn to ask and receive what God has given to you. Is there a good message? Stand up on your feet and thank God for what you have shared with you. Thank God in the next two minutes. Maybe you are here, you want to renew your commitment to the Lord. You want to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry for not minding you. Now I want to mind you some more. 
I want you to talk to the Lord and tell the Lord that from today, you are going to serve him. Renew your commitment to God once again. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to commit to Lord to God more and more tonight. Lord, I want to be able to give an answer when I stand before you. I want to be able to give an answer. Help us all. Help this Pando Church to give an answer to you on that day. Help us not let our children become an excuse. Our wives, our husbands, our business, things that we have to become an excuse. Lord, help us serve you in spirit and in truth. Help us give our hearts to you, Lord. Help us not just stay in your house and cross our legs. Help us lay our hands on the plow. Help us lay our hands on the plow. Help us lay our hands on the plow. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Lord. Now don't be quiet. Say something to the Lord. Tell the Lord to help you. To serve him in spirit and in truth. Tell him to help you serve him in spirit and in truth mazo pipi kladi melorada naba shogalabaya malogada balaba shonemenemenem just a minute more talk to the lord tell him to help you lord i don't want to be a spectator in your kingdom i don't want to return to you with empty hands help me return to you with my hands full full of fruits of wages of results in the name of the lord jesus maybe you are here you have been serving god it's time to cash out you have been serving god and you have not been seeing anything tell the lord lord i receive because i've been serving you i receive i receive fruits in my health i receive fruits in my finances i receive fruits in my academics, I receive fruits on every side of my life. I will not fail because I've been serving you. Favor is mine because I've been serving you. Glory is mine because I've been serving you. Houses are mine. Cars are mine because I've been serving you. I know that my labor is not in vain. I know that you do not forget. You are not unrighteous to forget my work and labor of love. Oh, I deserve honor because I'm serving you. Lord, honor me. Let others honor me wherever I find myself. Honor me wherever I find myself. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for your children. Father, let us all stand before you on that day and hear these words in our ears, Lord. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yes. You've been faithful, let to come and be Lord over much. Yes. Father, let us not appear before you without any fruits. We know you expect fruits all the time from all of us. Help us, Lord. We receive your help. Help us to be conscious of the gospel of the kingdom. To serve you. And not just be 
proud sons of God. Sons who are just moving around and not doing anything for the kingdom's advancement. Proud daughters who are not doing anything for the kingdom's advancement. Help us. We receive grace tonight. Yes. Let this church flourish more and more. Let the number of helpers increase to your glory. Let there be an increase. For you said to me that it will increase as the helpers increase. Father, thank you for more helpers, more laborers, more hands. Make us all laborers, Lord. Make us fellow soldiers in your kingdom. Help us fight in the war of building a church. Help us not take our hands off. Help us lay our hands on the plow. Help us not turn back, Lord. Yes, and let this church flourish more and more and more and more and more. Let it become a great missionary church. Let it become a great church that brings growth on every side of people's lives. Let it be a place of soul winning, a place of prosperity, a place of healing, a place of peace for all those who come. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. And fill everyone's heart of joy and fill everyone's mouth of laughter. Let all the problems that make us cry be taken away. The Lord is wiping your tears right now. And every sickness in your body is being taken away right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah, I see a rock that has been rolled against someone's path. The Lord is exploding that rock right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, the Lord is exploding that rock right now. And your freedom has come. Your liberty has come. That way has been cleared. And you can go to the end without any problems. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. For manifestations of your power and your spirit in our lives. Thank you for healings. Yes, healings. The Lord is healing you. Touching your body. Changing your mind. Changing your heart. Yes, I see someone here who has been rejecting the Lord. You have been rejecting the Lord for many years. But tonight, the Lord is turning your heart. The Lord is, I see the Lord holding a heart and just turning it like that. The Lord is turning your heart away from all the things and all the questions. He's giving you answers. Yes, turning your heart back to Him. Yes. And I see the soul of this city, the soul of this town, in God's hands like that. The Lord is turning the city. He's turning the town to Him. Yes. Revival is going to hit this place to the glory of God. And there will be a great harvest. Yes. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. To the glory of God. Yes. To the glory of God. To the glory of God. Father, thank you that you have done it. You have said it. And you have done it. Thank you for securing your children and for blessing us. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.